basement, no longer alone With my homegirl Therese on the microphone Music politics are just chatting it up Brunch in the basement, see that's what's up You never know who might run through Legendary artist or someone brand new You miss a lot when you miss one day At least that's what I heard somebody say But it doesn't really matter what whoever says It's always a good show with Javon and Therese Yeah Brunch in the basement With Javon and Therese Yeah see who we got today Or what we doing today Or whatever it is It's gonna be good Woo! You're broken down and tired Of living life On the merry-go-round you can't find a fighter, but I see it in you, so we can walk it out. Move mountains, we can walk it out and move mountains. Silence is a quiet And it feels like it's getting hard to breathe And I know you feel like dying But I promise we would take the world to its feet
Hey, what's up? This is your girl Monifa, and you're at Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese, where the music is served hot, buttered, warm, conversation served straight, and the love is poured unconditionally. Enjoy.
You're listening to WJBR Internet Radio, Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. And just so that you know, we are now live streaming on YouTube as well. This is one of my favorite songs by Devon Day Williams and um, Reginald Todd. Love can take you a long way. Let it go. 
jams right there. You know, getting on mainstream radio is not easy, even for those who have a great reputation and they are legendary artists already. Um, I don't know what it is about mainstream radio, but You know, I feel like it's my responsibility because I have the wherewithal to share all the good music that comes my way with everybody. So in that same vein, one of our living legends, Melba Moore, has new music. And it's good friggin' fraggin' music. Um well I'm gonna I'm gonna play this song. She has so many new great songs that um I just um let me just play this quick one right here. This is Melbourne Moore with It's My Time Again. Check this out. Let me know if you like it.
Yo, so, I mean, to me, that song is everything. Melba Moore is everything. And um, I'm really excited <clears throat> for my vision for the new year. And um, I'm looking forward to hearing your vision for the new year. And, all right, I'm being I'm being shady right now because I'm, I'm teasing myself and not really letting y'all in on, on what I'm doing. And let me just tell you that I have been ultra, ultra blessed for, I believe it's actually been longer than the new year, but I'm going to just say for, I mean, for the past year, for one year, it's been longer than that. But I've just been so blessed in my spirit, in my soul, and in the material world um, to to have a co-host that is just the dopest person, you know, just the dopest person keeps me motivated. They they there was this little girl. This little girl said, I, I, "I'll tell you the story in a minute." But what I'm doing is I'm teasing myself because you know how when you want something really bad but you don't, you you like you play with it a little bit. Well, what I really want to do is just reintroduce y'all to my co-host because I love her so much and I'm excited. It's almost, it's almost not quite, but almost like Shaka Khan being here. Actually, it's better than Shaka Khan being here. Oh! 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 oh, Yeah, I said that! I said that and Therese had to burst with that. Oh my God, happy new year, happy beginning. And if you ever want to have an idea being measured where Javon is concerned, if she measures, you put anything up against Chaka Khan, she means business. Because we are crystal clear yes. what that lady means. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and for so many reasons. Yes, happy new year. And that is why Cheryl is not jealous of Chaka Khan. Because you know what? If 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 okay, so Shaka Khan, if 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 you're not, I, I just I can't I can't explain how much I love Shaka Khan. I can't even. There's no words for it. And what she's meant to me throughout my the course of my entire life. Well, not my entire life, but from the age of 11, which now is 44 years. I've been in a relationship with this woman, and she doesn't even know it. But that's okay. That's all right. Might be best for her not to know how deep our love is, right? But anybody that I even will mention in the same sentence with Shaka, I'm very careful about that too. Um, it is the highest esteem award that I can get. <laughs> and Therese, you are the truth. Oh, you know? For, for me, Shaka's the truth in my spirit, but it in reality, she, she's a fantasy. You know, she's a dream for me until, you know, something else happens. Until she's, until she's not. <laughs> until she's not. I mean, she's real, but she's also a dream. And I'll tell you about the dream I had about it last night in a little bit. But you are, <laughs> you are complete realness, and I love you to pieces, and I'm so glad that you're in my cipher. Oh, for sure, man. Back at you. And the only thing I can say to that is like attracts like. You know, you are, you are absolutely an amazing spirit. And um, 
I'm blessed. Can I say I'm blessed? Well, so so are we all to have you, you know, just to to have you in existence. You know, when when you lose someone in, you know, like I lost my dad or, you know, a friend of mine just lost her dad this week and another friend of mine lost his mom. I mean, like just so much look. When you lose someone, you realize not only what they meant to you personally, but what having them in the world means. Their, their existence in the world, not just for you, but for the world. And and you have, I mean, like, you've really, really impacted the world. So... You know, it, it's important that you know and that you get these kudos and, and these accolades and that, you know, it's it's said out loud, you know, for everybody to, to hear and to, they can agree or disagree or whatever, but the truth is the truth. Um, and I'm not just talking about you and, and your wife getting married on national television. That There's a ripple effect to that, but there's a, also a ripple effect to who you are every day in the world. Your kindness. Well, you know, thank you. Thank you. You're smart. Um, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to steal a phrase from um, someone that I've heard. Um, they talk about uh, disruptors and um, disruptors are spirits who are, um, see things in the world or see things in their walk, let's just say, because sometimes, you know, using the world as an example is a pretty broad term for a lot of people that I'm understanding. And the more I have these conversations, you know, the more, um, the more I'm graced with um, uh, learning the, the magnitude of what you just said. And I, I, and I want to approach it with an open heart, open mind, you know, but in your own, in our own individual walks, you know, we have an opportunity every day to be great, you know. And in our own individual walks, we have an opportunity to uh, make a difference and pay something forward and change the course of whatever time we spent in the last 24 hours. You know, it can make a difference for you. It can make a difference for somebody else. You can learn something new that you didn't know. You can teach somebody else something that they didn't know. You can just take some of the stench off of um things that may not be so pleasant. So, and they, and they're basically called disruptors, people that um, do not turn the blind eye, people that make it their appointment duty, people that um, understand impact and change. And people also that understand that, you know, um, that we're all connected essentially, you know, and six degrees of separation is more like two or three. So, you know, whatever part you play, Whatever part, stop judging it, big or small, whatever part you play, um, do it with greatness, you know, and an open mind and an open heart, and, and you can make a difference in whatever it is that you're doing, you know. Um, and don't be afraid to be comfortable in your own skin because it's the only one you have. It's the only one that is unique to you, and it's the only one that, you know, once it's gone, it's gone forever. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're talking about impact, when you leave here, and we all eventually will, or whatever or whatever realm we go into next, um, what was your purpose here? What did you do? What did you do? 
So that's basically it. You know, I'm excited about uh, 2020, the new decade. It's going to be amazing. It's already amazing. <laughs> really? And yeah. <laughs> In what way? Mm. There are so many ways at the moment, you know, um, that I'm just uh, squeezing the last bit of juice from uh, 2019 to get things done and um, move forward. And, uh, you know, and anybody within this this circle is going to be charged with the responsibility of making things greater, you know, and uh, I'm just super excited. And, you know, more announcements will be made at a later date, of course, but I'm just super excited. As am I, as am I. And um, you you just mentioned something um, that I did want to touch on. You said um, you're building off of and squeezing the last bits of juices from 2019. So I did a really brief, really, really brief live on my personal Facebook page. And what was that? Excuse me? That's a, what Would was you, that? Yeah, I, I I just said something really briefly. Um, what do the following people have in common? Okay, Nathan James, Melissa Morgan, Ron Richardson, Melba Moore, the entire group High Five, Wanda Titline, Agent to the Stars, Booking Agent to the Stars, Robin S. Frenchie Davis, Phil Perry, Ulysses Carter, Dawn Robinson of In Vogue, my mayor, Phil Kramer, LaShonda Reese, Stanley Bennett Clay, the legendary Joyce Sims and Alternate, Marquis, the femme fatale, Buddy White of the group mm-hmm. Intro, and Nesby, right? <laughs> and Nesby, Joy Cardwell, Linda Clifford, Oya, comedian Samson McCormick, gospel artist Dwayne Woods, Anaya Day, The Rain Pryor, Archbishop Carl Bean, Jody Watley for a moment, Mickey Braden, Stacey Bronchet, Dawn Tolman, Alexis P. Suda, The Freeze Project, gospel group mm. Half Mile Home, and the legendary, and we both love her in different ways, but we both love her, Demonifa, who Shaka Khan loves, and thereby Demonifa loves me, and so Shaka Khan loves me, right? Okay, I'm just saying, what do all of those people have in common? Did you mention Evelyn Champagne King? No, I didn't mention Evelyn Champagne King, and I didn't mention her for a reason. These people all showed up on this show in 2019. Oh, 2019. Gotcha. Only in tw- this is that's the list from this from one year. We're not mm. gonna go all the way back into the archives. Mm. I'd be here. I'd be just sitting here running off names. But so I, I just listed, you know, I did the, the quick live and I listed those names and I, I, I put it out to my Facebook followers, you know, on my personal page. What do all of those people have 
in common. And what they have in common is that they came through the show. Now, if anybody's been following the show, then what they should know is that the show is set up so that people, my friends, my Facebook friends, and anybody else can just call in and talk to their favorite artists. You know what I'm saying? If you, right. I mean, if you have, if you have Monifa's number or or the number to the group Hot Five, and you love them, or you know, you feel like you just want to pick up the phone and call Robin S. And you can do, you have a number. Go ahead and do it. You know. But if you don't have their number, you love Melissa Morgan, Do Me Baby, and all that. You you love these artists, and I have we have them on the show. You love Melba Moore. Everybody loves Mel. How could you not love Melba Moore? Now these people on your show. And and I'm giving you the number. Just call, and you can call and say hello. I mean, for me, back in the day, to to be able to speak to these people would have been an amazing opportunity. And that's just for me. I'm just saying. And so I wanted to to share that amazing opportunity um, with everyone. And and I happen to know that you have a crazy fan base yourself. And this is this is an opportunity. This show is an opportunity for people to connect with you as well. Um, by the way, now that I'm thinking about it, there is a lady by the name of Charlene, I think is her name. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, let me get her name because her birthday just passed. And she, mm-hmm. on, on one of... Um, one of the pictures that I put up, a promo picture of us for the show, um, she commented that her birthday passed and you didn't say happy birthday to her and she was devastated. So I told her that if she watches the show, then you would say happy birthday to her. And, And I would put that out there. Now, that you would say it to the show. Now, she's not, I don't know if she's listening, but this would be a great opportunity for her. If not, you got to be in it to win it. I, I'm just saying. What, what, what's her name and where is she from? Her name, let, let's, let me see if I can find her. She, I mean, and she's a big, there, let me just say this, and, and you don't know it because Uh-oh. I don't, I mean, I, yeah. There are people that are in my personal inbox about Therese. You have fans. (laughs) You have fans. And they they come to me and they're like, when is Therese going to do this? Tell Therese I said, I'm not telling Therese nothing. Look, y'all tell her yourself. But (laughs) I'm just saying, people have to tell me yourself. Therese, Therese talks back. Come on, tell me yourself. Exactly, exactly. That's what I try to tell them. You know, just just to friend you, and and they'll see, you know, that you're approachable. You're approachable. I'm yeah. I'm gonna look for her. I'm gonna look for her. But one of the things, the other thing, um, the other things about um 2019 is that we started with live feeds. And so what I want to do is, and what I'm doing right now is I've added a, a live stream on YouTube as well. So just to let people know, I'm also live on YouTube. 
So I don't know if you could, I don't know how that works, if you could post the stream and blah, blah, blah. But we're also live on the Brunch in the Basement uh, with Juana Tavares Facebook page. We're live on um, Instagram, and I see the pastor, Kevin E. Taylor, which, pastor, I think I'm coming to church on Sunday. So, I mean, to Kevin E. Taylor. Yes, Kevin Kevin E. Taylor. I I, I believe I will be back in the seat, put my butt in the seat on on Sunday. I need to to get back to that. Can Um, I tell you he preached the word on... uh, 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 the uh, 31st coming into New Year's. Can I tell you, you preached the word over there at Unity? I, I'm not surprised. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I saw you burning burning the history, burning the prior year. Oh, yeah. Burning oh, the yeah. Burning. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny. Yeah, generally, um, uh, I don't like going out on New Year's Eve into New Year's Day. Um, that's just always been something I've kind of, you know, uh, made close to home and unless, you know, she's working or something. But this year um, we decided to do something different coming into 2020, you know, come in um, and, and given given to all those greats. So we went to um, service and was pleasantly, you know, uh, anointed with the spirit as we always are, um, coming in and out of there and um and then we went to say happy birthday to a a, a dear friend um and and called it quits you know and it was just amazing to spend um new year's you know minus a few people though but you know um with people that you care about they care about you and you know and moving in the same direction so shout out to kevin e taylor shout out to kevin e taylor Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and shout out to background Betty too. You know, one of the things that um, I I envision for um, <laughs> for the new year is putting together actual shows that highlight certain people and certain things. Um, it's a, it's a big, I always make these major jobs for myself. You know, my mom calls me the hardest working person in no business where I create these projects for myself. (laughs) And I'm like, ah, I'm in the basement. I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. Um, editing is, is a very, um, time consuming and focused type project, uh, thing to do. You know, you, you have to really pay attention to what you're doing. And, um, you know, I, I, but I enjoy it. It helps me. So, you know, that, but anyway, long story short, I want to put together um, some best of shows. And one of the best of shows is going to be the best of background Betty. Because. (laughs) (laughs) That will be hilarious. Exactly, and that's why. You know, when I listen, every now and then I'll listen back to an old show, and I'm in stitches, uh, or, and I listen while I'm driving, so either I'm smiling really hard at about a conversation that you and I have had, or something that um, one of our guests is saying, or, or, or background Betty, or whatever, you know, and I... 
I didn't, I would say that I enjoy the show a lot more now since you're co-hosting with me, like listening back. So <laughs> it must be a better show because I just, I'm like, wow, you know, I couldn't stand listening. I shouldn't say that, but I, it's true. I didn't like listening to the shows, my own voice, I guess, just, just me, just, you know, so. You're your own they, worst critic. Thank you so much. And uh, so your your number one fan is Charlene Kelly. Charlene Kelly. S-H-A-R-L-A-N. Oh, okay. Charlene. Charlene. Okay. Yep. This is on Facebook? Yep, on Facebook. Okay, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to. Friend, send a friend request. Yes, please do. <laughs> and that sinister laugh of yours. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, baby. So, yeah. Um, so, in terms of a 2020 vision, and, uh-oh, I haven't been looking at the Facebook feed. Let's see. Ulysses Carter said, good morning, team, in the basement with Javon and Therese. Javon Armstrong, Therese Michelle, ready for the first year brunch. Let's go get them. Love you. We love you, too. And the we show would not be the same if Pops wasn't listening and, and commenting and, and so forth and so on. Ah, there's my cousin, Londa Smith, and Wanda Molina. How y'all doing? Um, They're watching on Facebook Live. So, yeah, when, so when I look back at the year, I think we did a lot of good things. We had a, a lot of great shows, and um, I'm looking forward to enhancing that digitally. I want to make it more so that we can have guests sit with us in the basement as opposed to only calling in. They can call, you know, we can do both. Um, so that, you know, when, yeah, when it's, when it's the visuals, you know, we'll, mm-hmm. I want that in hand. And, um, you know me, I'm always talking about wanting to do shows. So I, I, be nice to to have some brunch in the basement live shows with um live music and so forth and so on. Um, um, so that's, that's that's my brunch in the basement 2020 vision. What about you for brunch in the basement? Well, brunch in the basement. I see um that everything you just said basically, um, and a whole lot of other things. Uh, that will be super fun. Brunch in the basement sponsored events and, you know, um, brunch in the basement uh, fundraisers and uh, brunch in the basement live interviews and its own um, syndicated uh, show. You know, um, we're going to, we're going to change the face of syndication by uh, being syndicated and, and, and uh, being, staying independent. How's that? And what I mean I'm by that is you just be, 
you're going to be a carrier of the show, but you're not influencing the show in any way. Um, you know, as sometimes, you know, it's wonderful to have sponsors because it, it ultimately means support. But if you lose your voice in the world or you now have to be careful with what you do and say um, and you can't be human about your experience, then you lose a lot too. So there are a lot exactly. of things, you know. A lot of things. And I say independent because you're going to – independent meaning in terms of management, owned and operated, but in terms of, like, you know, what you do out in the world. Like, I had a, a great conversation with uh, Frenchie Davis uh, a couple of days ago, and I think that she'd be another voice that's great in the world that way, you know. And if you don't know who she is, go follow Frenchie Davis, Frenchelle, Frenchie Davis, uh, on, on any platform she's on because not only is she hilarious, you know, she's probably one of the most outspoken and and zero fucks given person that I uh, have encountered in a long time. I always love those kinds of spirits, though. I do. Yeah. You know, yeah. people that are are not afraid to think out loud sometimes. You know, because it comes with a cost, good, bad, or indifferent. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. You no, know, you're one of you're one of those people. You just you know people that can finesse it in different ways. You know, but ultimately it's still using your voice. You know, using your mind. You know, let's let's for twenty twenty and beyond. Let's 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 be the death of of sheep and and herd like thinking. We're not supposed to be alike. We're all supposed to be unique and different. That's why we were created. Absolutely, absolutely. And that that is also one of the things I love about Frenchie as well, because like you said, you know, she is she. And love her or lump it, you know, like it or lump it. That's who she is, and she, she loves herself. And you're welcome to love her, or step the fuck away. <laughs> and I love right. that. Right. I love it. Right. I love. It. And, because, and for those who, good. No, I was gonna say, and that's how we all should live our lives. Right, right. And there's always a journey to get to that place. You know what I mean? Like right. nobody just pops in and arrives, boom, that's where you are. I think that's, you know, as you, be, when you're, you're that, you're in that form when you're a child because you don't know what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, allegedly. And, you know, like you, you start to get groomed in those things by the older adults around you. They're shaping or they're pouring in. But when you come here, your organic spirit, like I watch my great niece sometimes and she's just possessed by her own spirit, you know, like, we we are all pitching in to reel her in in different areas, but she just when she goes, she just goes, and it just it's. I watch sometimes like, well, what is she saying, and why why is she thinking that? Because she's thinking, she's three, you know, and hilarious <laughs> to watch. In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna post a video. Her and Mo decided to have a dance contest on Christmas uh, Day, and uh. <laughs> <laughs> It's first first she takes first she takes most hat off her head. So that's the three year old version of challenge. So <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Needless to say it was hilarious. And at the end of the video in her three year old little rumble jumble, she tells Mo to go have a hot girl summer, which is hilarious because we didn't even know like it's hilarious, but you have to really what listen closely. <laughs> was that a diss or what? Like, I have no idea. But whatever it was, was hilarious. 
whole jumble. You know, it's hilarious. Yeah, I got I like most of them, as a matter of fact. You have to. That's funny. That is hysterical. That is hysterical. There are some things that um some pictures or videos that you have on different pages, and I want to share them because they're they're you know so they're good for social media type stuff. But the, your your stuff is all private or or whatever. Um, so so all right. So if, I'll send you I'll send you the clip directly. Yeah, and if you I just want to invite you you know that if you have um videos or or um, pictures that you would like for our listening audience to to see, you know, please feel free to either you can either send it to me or. Or just post it on the um, social media page, our page. Got you. You know, it's, I mean, it's up to you. There's no pressure there. You know. So no, yeah, no, that. No, no, no. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm just saying because sometimes you're you're following you is is a pleasure. It's very interesting because you do you have an interesting life. I just have to say that. It, your your life. Your well, I can't say I can't say your life. What do I know about your life? But some of your experiences that have been captured in film is <laughs> very, very interesting. That that outfit. Uh, you got me looking at my last in- Instagram, uh, my Instagram <laughs> week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I but it's always yeah, that way. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, there's stolen moments, as I like to call them. You know, um, some some clips that I have, I can't play the whole thing. Some I gotta, you know, I gotta do. Uh, you have to teach me editing, more editing this year. You know, yes, um, yes, Because you're, you you're great at it. You're great. Oh, at thank it. you. So, thank you. I wanna, thank you. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I definitely would like to teach you anything you want to know. You know, I'm. That's what we're here for. Can't it can't take the talent which you can't take the skill you may as well pass it on, and after yeah. I show you something you probably will take it and run with it and be able to show me something you know, because I, I there's some right. things I still want to learn how to do so yeah let's do it, yeah do it okay, oh, I love learning I love learning things that I'm interested in and also from people that are, are good coaches you know. And will you know you don't mind that piece? I love, love, love that. So yeah, thank you. I would love that. I would love, love, love to show you. It's fine. There's a love fest going on in the basement, y'all. <laughs> so I'm just wondering for those watching, um, cue the muse is watching on um Instagram and for those watching on Facebook, the um YouTube stream doesn't seem like it's caught on yet, but this is the first time I'm using it, so I guess eventually people will figure out figure it out, right? But if you have any 2020 visions, you know, we could talk about it. In the meanwhile, Mr. Nathan James, I asked him to, you know, feel free to call in, although we did not advertise that Nathan would be um, calling in today. Because I, I really wasn't, um, I didn't want to bring the new year in talking about this freaking dude. But of oh. course, but of course, this, I am so freaking upset. 
about this latest thing that I had to invite none other than Nathan James, who's kind enough to call in, give us some of his time so that we can talk about this latest um, thing. I mean, it's 2020. My, You know what? You know, you remember what we did for the last election where we got together and we videotaped and we did the Michelle Obama initiative and we turned the um, house blue. We got to do that again, Rez, but we got to do it more powerful. We got to get more, more hitters, more heavy hitters, because we got to make sure this dude is gone. In the meanwhile, let's talk about this latest fiasco and pray that he has not put all of our lives in jeopardy. Nathan James, everybody. Well, hello, Javon and Therese, and Happy New Year. We're really starting things off with a bang, aren't we? Literally. Literally. Hey, Nathan, Happy New Year. Not on wood. Literally. Yeah. So, Nathan, what do you know about this incident? What can you tell us? And what do you think the potential ramifications are? Well, there are certainly quite a few potentially severe ramifications. Basically, the backstory is after our embassy was attacked by Iraqi partisans that were ostensibly supported by Iran, the United States sent drones in to retaliate, and in so doing, they came, according to the White House, upon General Soleimani, who is as Trump described him, a target of opportunity, and decided to attack his convoy with missiles, which resulted in killing him and one of his top deputies. That's what happened in the events leading up to today. Of course, now the the Iranian government is calling for uh, an act of swift and certain retaliation. They're threatening war. Uh, the the Congress, led by Nancy Pelosi, is demanding to know why Trump has not reported his actions to the House of Representatives as the Constitution requires. And a lot of people think that this could potentially drag the United States into a much wider conflict, one which we are not prepared to fight at the present moment. Hmm. Okay. Well, where do we start with this? First of all, I think he's lying, personally. Um, I think this is um, nothing more than an attempt to drag out his current seat um, because you can't unseat a president when there's a war. Um, I think that Trump, I think this is all strategic. Nancy is right. Okay, so all of a sudden now we have to go take somebody out. Interesting timing. You know, very interesting timing. I think he's a liar. Um, at the same time, I think he's playing with fire. And I think most, about about 90% of his fan base believe it and can be stirred that way. And let's just say you did do something like that, took a whole, you know, a general out. What is it about the United States that we can't mind our damn business? I'm trying to figure this out. I well, it's complicated to mind your business. It's going to be very complicated. I don't think Trump has thought this one all the way through because, okay, 
General Soleimani is a legitimate military target. It's fair to say that he was commanding troops of his country, which is Iran. Iran is our adversary. Trump took us out of the treaty that Obama set us up with with Iran, and since then, tensions have been steadily escalating. And because he was supporting the partisans that attacked our embassy, it's legitimate to say that he was a military target. However, that also gives credence to what the Iranian government is saying, that this was an act of war, because he was killed, the general was killed by American action. The reason I'm saying it's complicated is because clearly Trump did not think about what that means under articles like the Geneva Convention. If you attack the other side's military leaders, yes, you are engaging in what is commonly known as an act of war. And Iran would be within her rights to invoke the treaty she recently signed with China and Russia. That however unlikely a coalition that might be, would definitely make this more than just a regional conflict because now you have two major powers coming in on the other side. And is Trump really prepared to sacrifice that much blood and treasure to prosecute a war we shouldn't be fighting in the first place? That's why I say it's complex and it's complicated. Now, you, Therese, said that this comes at a very interesting time. And you're absolutely correct about that. Keep in mind, Nancy Pelosi, we discussed this last time, has not delivered those articles of impeachment to the Senate yet. And Mm -hmm. if she amends, if she then chooses to adopt new articles of impeachment saying that Trump violated the War Powers Act by not consulting Congress before he did this, that could really shake things up. Right. But, yes. I'm hoping she does that because that's what I would do. And in addition, it's like you're he's leaning and, and have that, that uh I don't know if it's a law, you'll have to help me with that one, Nathan, that a seated president cannot be um uh you know, um unseated during the war. But I think that, you know, this we got generals and, and outside of uh Outside of, first of all, an act of war, the president ain't doing too much anyway. It's not like he's dictating strategies or anything. And this one, if that were the appointed duty, he couldn't do it anyhow. So getting rid of Trump during the war only means everybody else has to step up. Like in any other corporation, somebody gets fired, the job don't stop. So at the end of the day, I think that they should go on and take Trump and put him back and, and decline him the opportunity of working for any other office afterwards. So, I mean, whatever the max is for uh, uh, the max is for getting booted, he should be the max. So you can't work for motor vehicle. You can't work for nothing, <laughs> nothing to do with politics ever again in life, period. Yeah, I, I agree, you know. Um, and, again, this is going to be – this is going to be something else because, on the one hand, impeachment is up in the air because it hasn't gone to the Senate yet. And if the Senate does not disqualify him, should they ever get enough votes to remove him, he'll just run again and start this all over from square one. Um, exactly. But in terms of what's next in this es- escalating conflict with Iran, uh, another thing I let me bring that treaty up again that Obama worked out with the Iranian government. 
they were following that treaty to the letter at the time that the administration changed. This is why President Obama sent them back their $150 million. That was money that was seized from them at the time of the Iranian Revolution 40 years ago. And one of the terms of the treaty was that if Iran sticks to the terms of the treaty, we would return their money to them. Trump made a great big noise about how we're funding terrorism. That's not what happened. And everything was fine. In fact, Iran, before they started escalating tensions with us, made several attempts to appeal to the United Nations to get themselves back into the treaty with us because they were perfectly happy not having to live with the severe sanctions that have been levied against them. So this is not something that necessarily has to be this way. Trump deliberately took us out of this treaty, and more and more it's my opinion that he knew exactly what effect that would have on the stability of the region when he did it. Or the people around him. I refuse to give Trump any kind of, uh, oh, I said his name. I hadn't said his name in like two years. I refuse to give him any credit for knowing anything in advance. He's, he's being advised. Um, he's the Lady Eloise of the United States, quite frankly, and he and it just, well, you know, I just don't want to even. I, I don't. It just, it really, really disturbs me, you know. And these are all tactics that you get to do. As an, well, you may as well. We may as well admit at some point, at least me, um, an elected official. They get to toy with your life. And it's based on the decisions that they make about whatever it is they understand. And we all know that some people's understanding is very limited. Crazy. I, I appreciate yes. you, Nathan, because you have patience for it, where I would have probably thrown something by now, but you have patience to unwind it all. And, and that's why I, I love having you here, because you can, you can break it down in a way that just is not common. Because it really won't make any sense, but you can really make it make sense, not the actions, but certainly the strategies of what could possibly go on. And you, that's why you're great at what you do. I appreciate that. You know, and let's not, let's not forget what that treaty that Obama signed with Iran was designed to do. It was designed to prevent Iran from developing nuclear weapons. So right. that in itself is significant because now that we're out of that treaty, Iran is free to do as much atomic research as their little hearts desire. And I don't think Trump really understands the ramifications of that either. No, all all Trump understands is his own self-importance, greed, and saving his own skin. He did this as his last attempt to stay in office. Um, Yep. You you saw the tweet when Obama was president. As a matter of fact, Nathan, I believe you retweet you put it out there today or or yesterday. Um, the tweets that Trump put out during Obama's um, tenure, where he he tweeted that Obama would start a war with Iran in order to be reelected. Our yes, history, that's right. Right. So. I mean, like they say, there's a tweet for everything. Um, this guy tweets out 
everything that he's tweeted about or against Obama are things that he's doing himself. So if you want to know what his next move is, look at his old tweets during Obama's tenure. Um, as far as that comment about, or, or the question, not comment, but the question about whether or not a seated president can be removed during wartime, I believe he can. I don't, I've never heard of it. Yes, he can. Yes, yeah, yes he I've can. Wartime, <laughs> wartime is not Wartime is not a factor in the impeachment process at all. Right. It's not a a factor in in impeachment, and it's not a factor in re-election. However, what has historically happened for Republicans, and, and I say Republicans specifically because this is what they tend to do, they tend to start a war right before election time especially if their polling numbers are not so great. And out of fear, people will reelect them. This is what Bush did, Bush Jr. did um, after 9-11. Yep. And, and I don't know why people voted for him again. He was an idiot. I mean, you know, yep. I, thought, I thought he was the worst president ever until now. But um, Reagan did it. They all, the the Republicans, that's what they do. They start war. Also, war is money for the rich. War is money. So, but I think that this particular instance may backfire on the current guy at the White House because it looks shady. Everything he's done has been shady. So, you have... You have more than half the country, even some of his supporters, are even some of his supporters are a little bit suspicious of him, but the rest of us are very suspicious of him. And like Therese said, we don't even know if it's true that our embassy was attacked and that he had any just cause. Also, there's a big question about A, the the diplomacy. Was there any other way that this could have happened, you know, targeting this guy, was that the right thing? It doesn't seem like this was smart. Other thing that, you know, has to be considered is that when America strikes, then our allies are also put in danger. And this guy did not speak to not only the House of Representatives, but President that have good relations with our allies, they talk amongst each other. It would be like me saying, me, me, um, I don't know, having him come on this show and not speaking to you about it first, Red. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, why would yeah. I, why am I going to surprise you with that? You know what I'm saying? Like, and not even tell you right. we're going to have a surprise. Or, you know, you want to be prepared for that. You know, or or if 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 I say, okay, Nathan and Rez, I'm gonna meet y'all at the club, and when we get to the club, there's some old enemies of mine that I wanted the the three of us to beat up, and I say, okay, yeah. and I just start beating people, and y'all are standing there, <laughs> y'all are like, what happened? 
That's what <laughs> he did. You know? Right. That's what he did. Mm-hmm. He set everybody up. And it's for his own, what he thinks is going to save him. We have to, we have to be on top of this thing like crazy to make sure everybody gets their vote. I don't, I don't know if that means we have to go to Georgia and, and those states where people are disenfranchised and, and help them get their vote back. Or I don't know what we need to do, but we need to make sure that, that you know, we, we turn this country blue. Well, well, that starts with, what that starts with is, first of all, we have to be very attentive to the propaganda machine that the conservative wing of the Republican Party stirs up every time something like this happens. For example, Vice President Pence is already making the rounds on Fox News telling people Soleimani was, was, was uh, took part in the 9-11 attacks. That is false. In fact, the Saudi Arabian hijackers who carried out the 9-11 attacks for al-Qaeda were Soleimani's enemies. That's an historical fact. These are the kinds of things we have to look out for because what Trump and his Republican Party are doing is, of course, they're stirring up their base and they're feeding them whatever alternative facts are convenient to, to tell the story. Now, let me be very clear about this. Soleimani was a bad actor. Okay, I'm not sorry that he's gone. I'm not sorry that he's gone because he caused a lot of damage in the Middle East and he's responsible for the deaths of a lot of people. That is also an historical fact. However, that does not give the Trump administration license to fabricate things out of whole cloth to justify their actions. That's where it starts. The gerrymandering, the purge of people from the voter rolls, the usual shenanigans that the Republicans play in every election these days, that comes later. But it starts, as it always does, with the winning of hearts and minds. That's a phrase that comes from General Westmoreland, who was the commanding general in Vietnam. And it's always bringing the people over to your side, bringing them to your cause, even if you have to flat out lie to them before you could get away with all the other skullduggery that you have in your plan. Mm. And see, that's, that's what this whole, that's the thing that gets me. Everything is based, is predicated on lies. And people are just eating it up, drinking it like Kool-Aid. It's crazy. It's crazy. Right. Well, you know, well, I think about it. Sometimes people don't like to think. So what do you think, Nathan, um, the ramifications may be? Well, one thing I can almost certainly tell you is that you're going to be paying a lot more to fill your car tank up in the near future. Yep. Because whenever something happens in the Middle East, oil prices go up. That's, that's, that's a short-term ramification. In the longer term, it's going to depend on whether cooler heads prevail and they de-escalate or whether, which I think is more likely, Trump wants to go hell for leather and wage all-out war because he knows or believes at least that it will improve his numbers and therefore his chances of re-election. If that's the route he goes, then all kinds of difficult things could happen. 
Iran will almost certainly formulate a strategy where they can strike back and do as much damage to us and our allies as is possible. That almost certainly includes a strike or two against the state of Israel, which is our only and biggest ally in the Middle East. It could also take the form of reverse sanctions and oil, where we go through another energy crisis like we did in the mid-1970s. Another avenue of possible retaliation is Iran does go ahead and invoke her treaty with China and Russia and get them to enter the conflict on the side of the Iranians, which would present major problems for us. Now, we have a lot of troops surrounding Iran. We have military bases in Saudi Arabia, in Qatar, in Iraq, in Bahrain, and so forth. But we do not have anywhere near the numbers of military resources we would need to sustain such a conflict if two global major powers entered the war. So, again, a lot to unpack here. And Trump, remember, we don't have a Secretary of Defense. Trump fired the Secretary of Defense. We have an acting. Most of the major figures in Trump's cabinet are acting. Trump can fire them at any time. These are not people that need Senate confirmation to be appointed, nor do they need anyone else's permission for Trump to fire them. That means that they're going to be Trump's yes people. That also means Trump is not necessarily going to get the most accurate or the most beneficial information from them, especially if these acting heads of agencies feel that it's something Trump won't like. Whoa, now that's something eye-opening. Very scary because, you know, he picked picked a lot of unqualified people to fill those acting positions. Yes. I'll bet you if I gave a million dollars to the Trump campaign, I could certainly be the head of a federal agency somewhere too. Absolutely. And this is, this is, this is the thing. This is the thing. This is the thing that, scares me and has scared me from day one. You just mentioned something. These The Iranians are tied to Russia. Yes? Mm-hmm. Right? So, okay. So, we know that the guy in the White House is under serious scrutiny. And if he is not reelected, will surely face prison time because of what's going on in New York. Unless somehow Pence becomes president. If it, if it's not a demo, if it's a demo, if he loses the election to a Democrat, he's going to jail. He's going to jail. In order to safeguard himself. He would sell us out in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. What would make us think that if Russia decided to join forces with anybody in war against America, that the guy in the White House would be on America's side and not Russia's side? Mm. What has he mm. done to show us that his interests are, quote-unquote, America first. His interests 
The, the moves that he's made have all been on behalf of Russia. Like Nancy Pelosi said, all roads lead to Russia with this guy. I would not be surprised if we were not sold out to Russia by this guy because he's just strictly a, a lousy businessman out for himself. I wouldn't be surprised by anything that may happen, but yes, Nancy is right. There is too much history between the Trumps and the Russian government to discount anything that might happen in the future. Trump is beholden to the Russians not only because he owes several major Russian banks a lot of money, but because Putin intervened on his behalf in the last election. That is without question. And I do believe that to some degree... Putin does have a measure of influence over what Trump says and does and how he runs our government. He goes to these closed-door meetings with Vladimir Putin, which are not transcribed and which the minutes to are destroyed on Trump's orders. And then Trump would have us believe that there is nothing fishy going on there. So, yeah, absolutely right. Nancy's absolutely right. All roads lead back to Moscow. So let me just uh, it's say... Not- I'm sorry to cut you off, Nathan, but, you know, we're not safe with him in the White House. I'm sorry. I, I, he, he trusts and um, conferences with Russia more than he does the House of Representatives. He is more in alignment with Russia than he is with the United States of America. The Constitution means nothing to him. And he's not afraid of, he, he doesn't care about death and destruction. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it doesn't affect him, eh, well, so what? And, and, You're right. and we, he didn't even know that New Mexico, he thought that New Mexico was, was Mexico. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he, he's, he's oblivious. I can't believe these people. Have this guy, oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, if I'm going to die, let me die for a reason. These, the troops, the guys that are out there, the guys and the ladies that are out there fighting for this country, that are sacrificing their, their lives, for, for what? For who? You know, when it makes sense, it makes sense. If it's for democracy, then yes, I think democracy is worth living and dying for it, it's important. I need to be able to be on these social media platforms or out in the street or wherever, feeling free to say whatever it is that I want to say, whether I like who's in government and, or I don't. You know, if I, I could, freedom of speech, freedom of press, freedom. Right. That's well, he spent most of his career so far uh, trying to um, totally eliminate and, and make a mockery of the press and, and people that could be on to him and, you know, speaking in very C-spot run languages to appeal to the uh, lack thereof intellect in <laughs> um, a certain population of people that don't understand anything, but you hit me, I'm going to hit you back, and never had to be told no for a lot of things. So they show up at these rallies and, and or these um, mini rallies of war, and he insults 
and and berates half if half of everybody who doesn't want to agree or uh, think like him, and you know and tries to make it seem like oh it's no big deal and and, and his gestures and his his quirky um, I I don't know I just hate to look at him he just makes me sick you know just his face alone is a source of PTSD and I just don't um, understand um, well part of me does but the other side of me is that are we still not getting what's what's happening here? You know, are we still not getting what's happening? I just, for 2020 and beyond, I want to, what, what do we need to do? Nathan, what do we need to do? What, how do we need to strategize in your opinion on this? At the top of my list, vote, 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 right. vote, vote. I can't say it enough. Vote. And I don't just mean in the presidential election. If we want to preserve our democracy and have the type of republic the founding fathers intended, people need to vote not just in the big, sexy presidential elections, but they need to vote in the little, unsexy local ones, too. Okay? Chip O'Neill very, very famously said, he was the Speaker of the House during the Reagan administration, he very famously said all politics is local, and he is absolutely 100% correct about that. And what he means is the person who runs for city council today is tomorrow's state legislator. Tomorrow's state legislator later becomes a member of Congress. And then still later in their political career, they run for president. And that's why we need to be very vigilant about who is running for what office and what they stand for. In Trump's case, of course, he had no political experience whatsoever, but it's not like he was an unknown person before he chose to run for president. Everybody knew who he was. They knew what he was like, and they knew what a Trump candidacy would mean should he be elected. People voted for him in their tens of millions. We need to be just as vigorous about voting in our own tens of millions to defeat him. It's not going to be impeachment. It's not going to be uh, public opinion. It's not going to be anything that Congress does. It's going to be people like you and I going to the polls and pulling the lever for the candidate we think should be the president of the United States. That's what it's going to be. Okay. Corey, and and in overwhelming numbers. Go ahead, Beth. I'm sorry. Say that again, Russ. I didn't know. No, no, I thought you were saying something, Jay. What were you saying to us? No, no, what I'm saying is that what uh, piggybacking off of what Nathan said, and we have to do it in numbers so disgusting that there's no question, like you can't flip it any kind of way, because that's my concern. We We all show up and we show out in the voting, and then they tell us, as opposed to 90 million, only nine came. You know, because that's what they've recorded. So, you know, I just think that the numbers need to be so overwhelming that there's nobody in their right mind would question it. And if they do, then there's problems. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It needs to be the 2008 election all over again. I said that before. That was the only election I ever spent three hours in line waiting to vote. I was overjoyed. People came out. I mean, I was living in Queens at the time. And there was a line around the high school. I mean, all four blocks around the high school. 
of people waiting to vote for Barack Obama. We need that level of interest in this election. I mean, oh, my God, even the drug dealers came out to vote. That's the kind of engagement (laughs) we need. (laughs) Exactly. So, um, baby cousin, baby brother Corey, says that Trump Uh is going to get reelected. I hope you're wrong. Why? And why? Why are you putting that out in the universe, Corey? What's up with that, Corey? So we'll wait and see if Corey wants to holler and tell us why he believes that. Um, I sure, I'm sure a lot of people believe that, and a lot of people believe that their one vote doesn't count. I don't care what you believe. I really don't. But I do need you to go vote, regardless of what you believe. I need for people to go vote. You need to vote. Everybody needs to vote. Um, voting is your one voice, and that's why they're trying to take you take it away, especially in those southern red states. Um, they know right now that they're in peril of those red states at least turning a deep purple. And so they are purging. If you've heard anything about purging, matter of fact, if you haven't, if you even if you haven't heard anything about um, them purging the vote, the the you know the the polls and, and registration, all that stuff, you need to check and make sure that you're registered to vote. Um, I'm going to do another campaign this year to make sure that. People are registered. I'm going to look to see if Michelle Obama is um, doing another campaign this year, and I'm going to join that campaign. Yes, she is. She is good. Yes, she is. So it was last yes, year, right, Raz, that we, we joined yep. that campaign, the yes. Michelle Obama yep. initiative. So we're going to yeah. we're going to do that again, and we're going to do it maybe hopefully with more people. Um, we got to get we got to get people involved in the vote and. You know, that's the other thing. My 2020 vision is, you know, I'm not going to just lie down and take it. I'm, I'm going to fight for this country. I'm going to fight for democracy and for the Constitution. I, I, like I said, you know, I'm, I don't see myself any longer as a Democrat. I see myself as a constitutionalist. So if that means that I, I need to um, vote for the person or the people who I believe will uphold the Constitution. And right now, that looks to be the Democrats. They have a better chance to win than any independent. Or, and they, they will um, more, more likely... Um, ah, be anti the Trump agenda, which is, and I said it too, Rez, which is the thing. Now, on Instagram, just to let y'all who are following, watching on Instagram, Felicia May, um, just to taste for you, okay? Um, I'm the the Instagram live is about to end, um, so I'm gonna start up another one. So look for it. All right. And um, Corey says 
that he's voting. And um, Therese says, happy birthday, Charlotte. I'm very glad you did that, Therese. <laughs> Woo. That's what's up. Wow, Instagram. Okay. So, so yeah, that, that's, that's just, that's where I am with that. You know, um, I don't know. O- outside of voting, I don't know, you know, there's protesting that can be done if you're young and, and somewhere, even if you're old and somewhere, you can protest, you know, you know, there's no age on that. I just feel like this is the way that's best for me to do it. And I, I feel like, um, using my voice and my reach in this way helps. And, um, we'll put out some more videos, um, go places, speak, whatever. I I don't know, you know, I don't know. So, Rez and, and Nathan, if y'all have ideas, chime in. Okay. Yeah. You know, you know well, I think I people people say, oh, my vote doesn't count. Well, that adds up, too. And I think one of the things that I really, really love about what Michelle Obama does with her Get Out the Vote campaign is that not only is she a vigorously active participant in it, you can see that she really understands and believes how important it is for people to vote, whether it was her husband that was the candidate or anyone else that is the candidate. This is what our democracy rests on. And living in a democracy means that, yes, people like Trump can get elected if we're not careful. That's why it's so imperative that everybody who's registered to vote, and if they're not registered to vote, go out and register. There are so many ways to do it. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't register or put obstacles in your way. This is why this is such a dire thing. This is the most important election of our lives. Okay, so it looks like, and I, I just checked this out, Michelle Obama, um, that she started, and uh, we need to join that. We will join that, the voting squad, and we'll do our own thing as well. Do our own thing as well. It's, it's, it's imperative that we, that we, you know, it's, I mean, at least that's, it's important. I feel like it's important. And, um, yeah, we'll make it happen. Talk to some of our, our friends and, and see if we can get some videos made and so forth and so on. Right? Right. So, mm-hmm. you know what we have done? Let's, let's change the, the mood here a little bit. Rez? Yes. One thing we have not done with Nathan is rapid fire. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Let's Say that rapid, again. rapid fire with Nathan James. Let's do that. You ready, Nathan? You want to play our little game? Okay. How does it work? Okay. So the way the game works is uh, similar to word association. Well, actually, it is word association. We call it rapid fire because of the timing involved. But 
um, we'll each get words, and you say the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the word. Oh. You don't think about it. It just draws off your immediate uh, frontal lobe. <laughs> okay, that sounds interesting. Let's do it. Okay. Cool. So Javon's going to start first, and she's going to say five, then I'm going to say five, and then it's going to go back to her, and then it's going to come back to me for a total of 20. You ready? Okay. LGBT. The Rainbow Coalition. <laughs> Friendship. I'm sorry? Friendship. Friendship. Um, um, project a little bit. Just project a little bit. The connection seems to be going in and out a little. Friendship. Javon and Therese. <laughs> Love. Is universal. Politics. Right? Politics. A mess. <laughs> Barack Obama. Greatest president of my lifetime. Okay, Rez. Democracy. In trouble. Independence. What we should fight for. Equality. Amongst all peoples and in all things. Social studies. Sorry? Social studies. I'm sorry, Therese? Social studies. Social studies? Yes. Uh, a dying art. Education. Something we don't give enough resources to. Uh. Is that it? That's it. You're up next. <laughs> that was oh. fun. <laughs> We're not done with you yet, Nathan. <laughs> ah, litigation. Sorry? Litigation. I apologize. I wish I had a better connection. Say that again. Okay. Litigation. Litigation? Yes. Too much. Yes. Law. Sorry? Law. Um, As in the law. Law. The law. L A W. Oh, the law. <laughs> oh, what can I say about the law? <laughs> um, the first word. Twist it to somebody. The first, just uh, the law? <laughs> yeah. Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> the law. Uh, obstructed. Ooh. Son. 
too many. Money. Unequally distributed. Foundation. We need a stronger one. Okay. Okay. I'm up next. Um, there you go. Think. 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 Think? Yes. <laughs> um, a train of thought with many things. Vote. Vote? Yeah. Something every American should do from the moment he or she is old enough to register. Military. In harm's way. President. We need a new one. Freedom. Sorry? Freedom. In jeopardy. Okay, Javon, you're up. I think I think we 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 I think Nathan had enough. I think I I think he did a good job. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna let yeah. Nathan off the hook with that. I, I think good job, Nathan. Well, thank you. So someone someone um, Sonia inboxed me on Facebook and asked if it would be possible to have Mr. Nathan back on in a few months or so to break down the history of the candidates who are running for office. Just a thought. So let's do that, Nathan, okay? Yep, we will do that. All right, and thank you very much for joining the show. But wait, let me see something here. We have a call on the line. Five eight three four. What's your name and where you calling from? What's good? Y'all can hear me on my side walking. You know, of course. I got. I, I knew this was Corey. <laughs> hi, hi, baby brother, cousin Corey. <laughs> I hear y'all talking. I hear y'all talking about it. That's yeah, good, getting man. out voting is very important. Yeah, everything's good. How y'all doing? Good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, it's important. Get out there and vote, no doubt. I think where a lot of us go wrong is we we do it backwards. Like, we should be stressing the presidential election, which is, you know, it's important. But the other side is the local elections are the people who end up being the electors. And we don't participate in that process enough. So these are the people that are actually responsible for placing your vote, you know, they're supposed to vote with you. So we all go out and we vote one way. The electors in your area are supposed to do that. And if we have the wrong people in place, they're not. So that's why I was saying gotcha. Trump could get reelected because we're doing gotcha. it backwards. And now that he's trying right. to start a war, you know, they don't, they don't kick presidents out that start war. Not in this, yeah, you know, they just don't. It's time for a change. This, uh, we got to change that. We it's we have to, we we need to do that. 
You know, it's not it's, it's not what they do. It's what we do. We we gonna have to do something. There's there. I think that, and I, I, I guess maybe I'm being naive when I hold my hat, when I look at um, what happened in Alabama, how when the, the women right. came out there and, and changed the, the, the hue, you know? Right. Um, right. I, I feel like if enough of us are out there and do it, we all go out there and vote, then we have a chance. You know? We can do, do together what we can never do alone. In 1948, those states that are historically red now, down south, the, uh, the Gulf Strip, they used to be Democratic. They used to be blue. But I did a little study, and I saw that from 48 to now, how it changed over time. You know, they used to be blue states. And then when Governor Wallace ran for president, um, prior to Martin Luther King and them doing their thing down there, they had turned those states kind of like gold. And they was different from the whole country. You know, and it's it's not a coincidence that, you know, it went from blue to gold to now, you know, historically red. And that, you know, the racism and all that stuff played a part. But if anybody remembers Governor Wallace in his history with the southern states, you know, with the people, you know, the bloodshed that was going on down south, you know, it seems to be resonating everywhere now. Yeah. That's, that's, that's absolutely correct. You know, when LBJ signed the Civil Rights Act of 1964 into law, he said to the Democratic leaders in Congress, he said, if I sign this, I'm going to lose the South for the next 50 years. And that is more or less accurate. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I, 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 heard, I heard the conversation. It was deep. Yeah, you got to come back on, brother, you know, you know as a listener. You know, I, I love to hear, you know, uh, Intellectual people that have a variety of things to say, you know, you're one of those guests. Come on back, brother. Oh, thank you. I certainly will. I'd love being on the show with Javon and Therese and hearing from interested people like you. I think that's exactly the kind of engagement we need. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Corey. Thanks so much, Corey. No problem. Hey, thank you. I have to call in for y'all. Say, let me call in, you know. I always bothering y'all, so let me call it. <laughs> you are never bothered, man. Love never it. that. Never <laughs> that. Love you to pieces, man. To pieces. All right. Love y'all. Love you too, baby. Love you too, man. Thank you. All right. Gotta, gotta, you got to love Corey, man. You got to listen to the baby brother. You know, you know, it's so funny. I swear I've never met him personally, but I love him. I love him. So, um... <laughs> I do. I, I really do. I don't just say that, but you know. So yeah, Nathan, your your presence has been requested. So you know we're gonna oh, have yeah. you back on again soon. And um, you know, thank you, thank you for always saying yes. I appreciate you, man. I and, appreciate uh, you both as well. You know, um, I wish you the best, the very very best for 2020 and beyond. And beyond. And, just, and the same to both of you. Thank you for once again having me as a guest on the show. That's what's up. Thank you. So, uh, next week, next week we have CeCe Peniston 
Um, yeah. and I'm looking forward to it, and um, you know, I'm happy that she she um is going to be on. Um, oh, really quick, I have to tell you the Shaka Khan dream. I have to tell you. I have to tell you. So in this dream, I was backstage. It, it seemed as though, first of all, I was running from somebody. You know how dreams are. I was running, and then I finally I got to this um, this place where I was producing a show, I guess. It must have been me producing it or having some kind of stake in it because I was concerned about where the people were and what they were doing. And then there was this big red telephone, like an old-fashioned telephone, but it had glitter on it. So I picked up the phone and I sat down and I was talking to Shaka Khan. But Whoa. I was, yeah, I was on the phone, but but I could see her. I mean, what's the point of talking to Shaka Khan? You can't look at her, right? But I'm like, I mean, even though, yeah, there's a point to that too. But anyway, in your dream, you got to see her. So I'm sitting there and I'm talking to her on the phone and, you know, we were just, it was like a really nice casual conversation and um, she was disappointed in something. And so, of course, Javon, Captain Saved, every beautiful woman that crosses her path, says, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. Um, but I really need you to to get to to the venue. I need to to have you here at the venue. And she said, "Well, they didn't come pick me up, so I'm not. I don't think that's going to be that's going to happen today." And I said, "You know what? I'll come get you." And she gave me information. And I was running through the. I ran instead of going out of the venue through a backstage. I came down the aisle like where the people were. And in the and all of the back seats, the whole back bench was empty. And but there were a lot of people sitting in the seats up front. And I said, well, no, no wonder she she doesn't want to perform here. We didn't even fill up the place. And and I said, well, let me go get her. You know, I, I I'm coming, Shaka. And then I woke up. <laughs> that was a good thing. I don't know. But they're always I'm coming, Shaka. I'm coming, Shaka. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <Banana. laughs> I am. I am. I was like, I'm coming. I'll be right there. Ah. <laughs> but it was so real. It was so vivid. I couldn't even touch her in the dream because it's so funny. I could see her. I'm sitting. I'm watching her on the phone, but I'm the person on the phone with her. It was really weird because she was in the room with me, but she was supposed to be somewhere else where I had to go get her. It was just, it was weird. But I had to see her. I can't how dream. Were you, how long were you sleeping? How long were you sleeping? I don't know. <laughs> it, I, I'll tell you one thing. When, when, because the the part, the I mean that little part where I was talking to her on the phone, that seemed like it went on for a while. And I don't, I don't remember what in the world we were talking about. But those other parts where she she said, you know, she wasn't, she didn't think she was going to come because they didn't come get her, and me going through this venue, 
those seemed like cut scenes. You know what I mean? They were like quick. Okay. Gotcha. And when I said I'm coming, that took I I meant it. I was gonna come and get her. I was gonna go get her, not come and get her, but I was gonna go and get her. <laughs> I you know, I was gonna make a joke, but it was not a good one. Anyway, it was funny, but it wasn't good. <laughs>
मेरे भी 